This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, August 18th, 2021. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee alongside my co-host, Paul Zartman. Paul, how are you doing tonight? Another fun episode of Dynamite from Houston, Texas. Best two weeks or best two hours of uh, television every week, followed up by a uh, hour long episode on Friday nights now. So yeah, I- extremely happy got to get new uh, viewing habits don't you got to get used to that third yeah. hour uh friday night from 10 to 11 p.m eastern time that's of course we're talking about rampage rampage debuted last week from pittsburgh what were your thoughts of the show i thought it was a fantastic show it was extremely fast-paced did not feel like an hour show um i hope that you continue with that type of feel every single week I want to see him come out there, hit three, maybe four big matches, and that be that. Yeah, I thought it was a very paced hour. I mean, it flew by. Dynamite flies by in two hours, but Rampage really flew by. I liked. I thought all three matches were good. I thought the backstage stuff was good. Everything kind of set up future events, whether it be on Dynamite or eventually at All Out. A uh, big thing coming away from Friday Night Well, of course, Fuego del Sol becoming All Elite. I know that made you very happy. <laughs> Which that was really cool. That was that was a shoot moment. That wasn't a work moment. That was a nope. genuine reaction by all. That was pretty cool. But Christian Cage defeating Kenny Omega for the impact to become the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. What are your thoughts? Was it the right move or no? I think it's a great move. Um, you know, we've talked back and forth for a couple weeks since they named Christian the number one contender. How do they set this up for all out? I think that match on Rampage really helps set it up. Um, you know, Christian Cage took belts away from the belt collector, and now the belt collector is mad and wants them back. I did like the way they had Christian go over. It wasn't clean, and I like that because I don't think that hurts Kenny too much. Right. If it was a clean loss, I think it does. Um, I have seen the argument out there, well, now Kenny's got a loss under his belt when he eventually loses the AEW title. If it's to Hangman Page, which a lot of people still think it will be eventually, does that subtract any from Hangman's big win? No, I don't think it does. No. Because Hangman and Kenny, Hangman hasn't beat Kenny yet. You're right. So it would still be 
a big win for Hangman over Kenny. Yeah, and, and I understand why they pulled the trigger on Christian winning the Impact title. He'll be on the, in the Impact Zone tomorrow night. He's an M- Impact TNA, whatever you want to call it, legend. They have a soft spot for him in, in their hearts. I mean, I remember back in 2012 when Ric Flair was an active talent in TNA and WWE made a deal for him to come over and show up at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. But in in a trade, TNA could get any talent from WWE pretty much they wanted. Maybe John Cena was the only one that was off limits, and they chose Christian Cage over everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got everything that TNA represents mm-hmm. back then. I will say, though, I was surprised over the weekend that Kenny Omega defended the AAA title over Andrade at Triple Mania. After Christian bought, uh, beat him Friday, Friday night at Rampage, I thought Andrade would beat him. Then he would kind of go in this downward, spot, down, downward spiral with only one title. But that you wasn't know, the case. Well, here's what's interesting. Um, I came across an article where Kenny pitched dropping to Andrade. And the owner of AAA said, nope, not happening. You're holding the belt. Right. It was first reported that AEW and Tony Khan didn't want him to drop the belt. But then Dave Meltzer came back and said, actually, they were fine with it. It was the AAA owner. Yep. So, so, uh, yeah, I think he will eventually drop that probably sooner rather than later. But I I definitely thought it it made sense after him losing Friday that he'd lose it on uh, Saturday. But it wasn't meant to be, and he still got two belts. He just lost to the Christian. So, and well, we'll, uh, we're talking AAA. Congratulations to the Lucha Bros on a uh, successful title defense. Honestly, forgot they had those tag titles. <laughs> you texted me that the other night. So. I did too until I was reading it and I came across it and I was like, "Oh, didn't even know that." Yeah, they never bring them on um, AW television or anything. So, nope. heck, we haven't seen them together on TV in months. I know. In, in action, I should say. Right. right. Together backstage lately, but in action. So. Promos, in-ring, a little different. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, uh, let's get into tonight's Dynamite, which, like I said, took place from Houston, Texas, all right, on the University of Houston's campus. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what we were going to start. Actually, I thought before the program started tonight, it was going to start with the AW Tech team title match. So oh, I was yeah. wrong. You know, they get into the show, they're going over to the matches, and then they said Moxley and Eddie Kingston are going to come out to speak. So they're making their way out, and then they get attacked by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Uh, They completely take Moxley out and Kingston out for a little while. Then they call out Sting and Darby Allen, said, get a ref out here, let's go. Lights go out, come back on. Sting's music hits, Darby and Sting come out. Uh, Darby attacks Daniel Garcia in 2.0 to start the match. Match goes a little everywhere around the arena. We see Darby take a spot, which I'm sure he was thinking about all day long, probably all week long. Of They uh, did kind of their finishing tag team move and threw him in, up about 10 feet up in the air where he smacked his face on a, on a wall up there. Um, but we see Eddie Kingston come back, even up the sides, which I'm glad that happened because I'm like, why is Daniel Garcia is still here. It's three on two all of a sudden. This doesn't make sense. This was advertised as a tornado tag. Um, but then the big highlight of the match, I think, was when uh, Matt Lee and Jeff Parker teamed up and uh, powerbomb Steam through the table, which made me cringe a little bit, just given yeah, the history yeah. of the buckle bomb with Rollins at Night of Champions in 2015. But Steam stands right up, pounds his chest. Darby drop kicks them both. Steam gets them both into a uh, scorpion death drop hits them both and then gets the uh, 
Scorpion Death walk on both of them and make and uh, make some taps. So uh, yeah, very hey. fun way to kick off Dynamite tonight. And this was Sting's first match on TNT since uh, 2001. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years, 20 plus years. Yeah, it was uh, Rick, a few months. Rick Flair and him closed the last Nitro. It was the last time he wrestled a match on TNT. So. And Tony Schiavone called that match. He did? <laughs> he made that well known tonight. Kind of comes full circle. As did JR in 89 when Sting ripped his yep. knee up. That was yep. made well known too. But uh, mm. very fun match. Um, I like the way, of course, they protect Sting during these matches. And man, Sting still got it for a guy in his 60s. He, he move, he's moving better. He looks better now than he did in his WWE run in 2015. Oh, absolutely. And towards the end of his WCW run in certain matches, too. You're right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I won't say all matches, but there were a few where he was injured and he refused to take time off for it, and it really showed in his in-ring ability. So, okay. So, we think we know what Darby's going to be doing next. <laughs> we presume he's going to get in a short feud with a guy we think that's going to be debuting Friday night in Rampage during the first dance from the United yeah. Center, CM Punk. Yeah, I guess, Paul, I should ask you, one, do you think CM Punk is showing up Friday night? And two, if so, is his first feud going to be against Darby Allen or somebody else? You know, I'm still at this very moment torn on this. I, As a punk mark, I want him to be there. But as a realist, I'm like, Really? I mean, he drops hints about it, but then he'll be asked about it, and he'll say, no, I'm done wrestling. He'll I haven't seen, since I'm coming to the ring. I haven't really seen him deny it this time. He did say that heels no. thing, but he's kind of playing into the rumors this time. He's never done that before. I know, and that's what, that what, that's what makes me want to believe he's going to be there. But at the same time, it's Chicago. This is three years running. I, it's hard for me to do. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't think Tony Khan books the United Center as quickly as he did if he knew Punk wasn't coming in. Um, um, I Maybe. will be shocked if he doesn't come out front. I think the sold-out crowd will be shocked, and I think it would be a moment that AEW probably – it would really – let's just say it would really hurt the company. I don't want to say they couldn't recover from it, but it would really hurt the company for a while. Yeah. Um too many people, I think, are going to tune in to Rampage Friday night. Oh, I think it will hit close to a million. Yeah, I think it'll definitely, um, for its second week, it's going to do a lot better than a lot of other programs that we won't mention right now. Okay, so, all right, we're in agreement. We think Punk's showing up Friday night. For the most part, yeah. How does he show up? Or how would, if you were, if you were in charge of Rampage, in what part of the show and how does he show up? Mid-show, that 9.30 mark, or well, 10.30. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking 9 to 10. That 10.30 mark, um, and have him walk out with a microphone. I mean, what else do you do? It's CM Punk. The man is famous for being the voice of the voiceless. He's delivered multiple pipe bombs i mean let's not forget all these years later we're still talking about the time he put john cena through a table and walked up to the ramp sat down and his mic got cut off twice so 
You want to know how I'd, I thought about this all day today. You want to know how I would do it? Let's hear it. Right when it's 10.01 Eastern time, because you're going to have a lot of traffic coming over from SmackDown. A lot of people are going to be tuning in right away. I think their thinking will be the longer the show goes, they'll probably lose some viewers. So they okay. want to hit early in the show. So 10.01, the Chicago Bulls music plays for like the kind of, uh, I, I forget what it's called, the their interest music they used to play when Jordan was there. I forget what it's called. Okay. And then right after that, Cold of Personality hits. Roof literally blows off. Punk comes out. Crowd's going nuts for ever. Yeah. Punk grabs the microphone. All he says is two words. I'm back. Mic drop walks out because it would also tie into what Michael Jordan did when he came out of retirement for the Bulls. He literally just put something in the paper and said, I'm back. Okay. You, you let the crowd do kind of like they were so ticked off at Roman Reigns a couple years ago, the WWE crowd, and booed him and booed him and booed him after he beat The Undertaker, and then finally said, it's my yard now, walked away. So Punk lets kind of lets the cheers get silent enough, and then he can just say, I'm back, and walks out. That's how I would do it. Okay, interesting. Would you have him, I'm back? Or would you have him say, all out, and walk out? Yeah, that would be cool, too. That'd be cool too. If, if 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 that was the case, I would hope somehow it's a stare down with Darby or something. And he says all out. But uh, you know, originally I wanted him. To, it, it would still be great if they do this. Give him the microphone, let him run for ten minutes. No f bombs. Say whatever you want. But I think they could do that other next week. You just have him say, "I'm back." Your audience is going to be huge Wednesday night. Yeah, you're going to get a spike anyways Wednesday night. Punk comes back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he could walk out and deliver a 30-minute promo Friday night, and Wednesday night you're going to see that spike. If I was them, I would just do it earlier than later in the show. Okay. But they also have three matches already scheduled for yep. Friday night. They got the Varsity Blondes against Lucha Bros in the Tag Team Eliminator Tournament. Jade Cargill against uh, Kara Hogan, recently released from Impact. And then John Moxley and Daniel Garcia. So those are your three matches. Maybe they do something with Darby in the ring, and then Punk comes and interrupts him or something. But uh, I do think that's the feud they'll go with. It's going to be face against face. It's going to be interesting. Where's that leave Sting? Mm-hmm. At ringside, as usual. I mean, we got to see Punk cut some promos on Sting as a face. Uh, I'm still not convinced he's coming back full face. He'll be a tweener. If he yeah. comes back, he's going to be a tweener. Problem is... The first so many times he'll be in AEWs in Chicago. Yeah, I mean next next Wednesday's in Milwaukee, but after that it's in uh, in the Dynamite next next Chicago, Friday. Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And maybe he just cuts little, you know, two minute promos. Maybe does a star down stare down with Darby, and then we get and then the announcement. At Rampage, that those two will take on each other at All Out. Yeah. And then he doesn't show up the following week. Punk doesn't, of course. But shows up on Rampage just to go, gotcha again. If if, if he does show up, which I think he will, I hope he's not used every week. 
Right. I hope he wrestles at the most one match a month. At the most. Probably not even that, though. Maybe like one every other month. Use them as a special attraction. Use yeah. them at your big dynamites and your pay-per-views. Don't wear them out. Let him do commentary. Yeah, even that. He was great good. when he did his commentary in WWE. I absolutely loved him on commentary. He was one of, in my opinion, the best heel commentators that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, I think we could use that in AEW. So we we will see. I mean, it's it's getting some uh, mainstream buzz. I mean, the mm-hmm. NFL Network when they were recapping Chicago Bear highlights the other day, the guy mentioned uh, Justin Fields is probably the most talked about thing besides when CM Punk's got a debut in All Elite Wrestling and <laughs> and uh, some other some other stations have picked up on it. So it, it I mean, it's it's time SummerSlam weekend for WWE, and it, it's time to pull the trigger. If, AW and bring them in and contracts expire. I mean, you know, let the wrestling world start talking and then go a buzz Friday night. It'll be fun. It's going to be one of those moments that you don't want to miss. As a oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, one more thought or question I wanted to ask you about Rampage before we get dive yeah. headfirst into the rest of Dynamite tonight. What do you think of the four man commentary booth the other night? Yay or nay? It was interesting. I can get behind it, but I really think they need Jericho and Excalibur or Jericho and Mark Henry on this full time. Well, Jericho doesn't need to yell so much, in my opinion. <laughs> and I know <laughs> there is some Twitter. Commentary. He was yelling a lot. Um, <laughs> I thought Excalibur did a great job. Taz was good as usual. I thought Mark Henry did good. He's got some growing to do, but I like yep. how they use him for interviews. Yes. I really like that. He's they, They're getting him up and moving around. I like that a lot. Although there is one thing that I did not like about Rampage. We see at the beginning the four-man commentary team. Yeah. see where they're sitting. And then I think it might have been the Miro match. The commentary table is slid up against right to the side of the tunnel with nobody there. So, it's like, don't tell us that they're there if they're not. Yeah. That was the only thing I had to say bad about Rampage. Yeah, it'll be interesting on the weeks they don't do it live. Because next week's from Chicago's live, but then I think the following Friday is not live, I don't believe. So, uh, no. I yeah. think once they get through Chicago, they're going to be a lot more taped. Yep. So, so, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. So, but after tonight's opening match, which saw Sting and Darby defeat... Um, Team 2.0, which I do want to say 2.0, they're really getting them some heat. I mean, they, uh, and Chris Jericho did spoil it today. They, he, they are his guests on this week's Talk is Jericho. They recorded the episode weeks before they even debuted in AEW, but Jericho on the episode spoiled that they have been signed Ah. by AEW. We just haven't seen the graphic yet. So, yeah. But uh, they are really pushing those guys. It'll come out tomorrow. Yeah, they are pushing those guys, Matt Lee and Jeff Parker, along with uh, Daniel Garcia, too. And, um, for, I mean, yeah. Uh, next up, we saw um, something that happened before Dynamite was on the air tonight, and that's Sammy Guevara uh, proposed to his girlfriend, uh, Sam. Pam. 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 <laughs> Pam. Yeah. Pam. Pam and Sam. Pam and Sam, yep. Um, of course, if you're a Sammy Guevara vlog viewer than you are familiar with Pam. So good for them. Congratulations to them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, didn't see that coming, honestly. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Sammy. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see. Uh, hopefully they don't do a wrestling wedding. Those don't turn out well. Right. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of material on next week's vlog. Um, but good for them. I think they've been together for about seven or eight years now. So. Oh, yeah. She's been with him through most of his yep. journey. Yep. And he he talked about that when he was addressing her in the crowd. So yep. we then see Sammy Guevara against Sean Spears. This was kind of the final chapter of this rivalry. We did see Sean Spears, uh, make a little promo about Pam tonight. Um, then the match began Spears attacked Guevara, which I mean, would you expect anything less? We saw Tully Blanchard get involved, um, hit a spike pile driver on Sammy, but Aubrey Edwards kicked Tully out eventually. Um, then the rest of the match was back and forth. It was a really good, I think this was Sean Spears' best match since he joined AEW. Oh, yeah. Best match to date. Um, a lot of high-flying moves. Saw a heck of a cutter by Sammy when they were both at the top rope. Um, we saw him hit a, six, a 630 centon, but that didn't finish off Spears. But um, Sammy ended up hitting the GTH and got the win. Um, after the match, he embraced with... Uh, Pam at ringside and celebrated with the hometown Houston crowd. And, and Sean Spears, I should say, got split open during the end mm-hmm. of this match. Yeah, those knees definitely hit hard. A little stiff. A little yeah. stiff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sammy had the little nick on his chest from the chops and some of the other stuff. And I was like, okay, that, so, you know, that's nothing new. Sammy's always got some mark on him every time he wrestles. And then I saw the blood and I went, wait, where'd that come from? And then it, I realized, oh, Spears yep. is split wide open from those knees. Yep. So, so but a good match to finish a yep. nice little rivalry between those two guys. Um, I would love next for Sammy to challenge Mira for the TNT title. Oh, absolutely. But the only problem is I want to see Sammy win it. Yeah, and I don't – I would be surprised if anybody takes it off Mira in 2021. But exactly. we will see. Let Sammy get through his wedding, then put some gold on him. <laughs> well, we yeah, we don't yeah, we don't know when they'll be getting married, so <laughs> that could be a while from now. Um, which Sammy did at uh, some, I don't want to say Comic Con, but some convention he was at not too long ago. He did promise the crowd he'd be champion by the end of twenty twenty one. I think the TNT was the one that makes the most sense, unless they bring back the Dynamite Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, then backstage, we saw Shivani with uh, new Impact champion Christian Cage, and Don Callis interrupted him. So he's glad to see Cage and how they've come a long way since he put him on TV back in Winnipeg. But Christian calls, uh, pretty much tells Don that something's never, never changed. He's going to be a, a carny piece of crap. Um, that was pretty much mm-hmm. it, short and sweet. We then saw a backstage vignette of Dante Martin. He talked about his match last week against the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, how he was close to taking down the world champion. Next time, he'll know a little more what to do. I like that they put this in there. They're really starting to push this kid. Yeah, and, I mean, the thing is, um, nobody really expected it. I mean, he just he made it himself. have a comment here on YouTube from uh, TMS underscore FN. Have you seen the CM Punk merch leak? Have not. I have not. I'm gonna have to look into that after uh, the show. Yeah, because I'm now 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 you got my attention here. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, but thank you it, for the comment there. That's definitely something we'll, we'll look into. 
yeah, if there's merch leak, that definitely uh, signifies something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then this is part of the show. I know you had to step out for a little bit and run an errand. I think you missed yeah. this part. Uh, this was uh, Dan Lambert um, kind of promo, pretty much talking about how millennials are awful. And he has uh, former UFC champions, Junior uh, Dos Santos and Andre Arvalosky, I believe is how you pronounce his name. <laughs> Um, he, he's complaining about the millennials more and more. Talks about AW's not what it's all cracked up to be. Keeps talking trash. Finally, Lance Archer makes out his way out to the ring, but before he can get there, he's beat up by the men of the year, um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Yeah, so, so it was a gonna, setup. It was a setup. Are we going to see a Archer men of the year feud? Looks like it. I was wondering today what Ethan Page got to do next. Yeah, or Scorpio Sky for that matter, or Archer. You know, I might get some heat from fans of the podcast mm-hmm. on this comment I'm about to make. I could care less about Scorpio Sky right now. Ouch. Yeah. And I feel like AEW's done that to him for me. I I I can agree with you. I mean, I'll always be a Scorpio fan. I'm an SCU fan. Yeah. Not to mention CD sending me a birthday message. Sure. But always been an SCU fan since I came across him on BTE. But since the split of SCU, really, I mean, men of the year was the best thing he had going for him, but the focus was on Ethan Page in that even. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Scorpio was part of the tag match when they lost the Darby and Sting at double or nothing, but maybe he got dinged up or something too that we don't know about. He was off TV for a little bit, but I mean, Ethan Page had a rivalry with Darby and it in the uh, coffin match, and Scorpio was involved with Sting outside the ring there, but that was about it. I mean, I just feel like, I mean, two years ago, Scorpio was challenging Jericho for the world title. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got another comment here on YouTube from TMS underscore FM. Jim Cornette spoke on it and basically said that after the merch leak and the tease of summer of punk, if he's not a W bound, he's using a W to negotiate with WWE possibly. That does sound like something good old Jim Cornette would say. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I have seen a lot of things out there on social media where uh, people who don't believe that he is going to AEW do think he'll maybe show up. Resign with Vince. Yeah. Yep. So we, it's we, always back and forth with uh, the fans. We'll, uh, we'll find out Friday night. I, I can't wait till it gets there. So, yeah. But after that uh, beat down of Archer, we got the AEW tag team title match between the Jurassic Express with Marco Stun against the Young Bucks, who had Brandon Cutler, Don Kals, and the Good Brothers all with yeah. them. So the whole elite outside of Kenny Omega. Uh, this was a fun match, Paul. It was. There was a lot of back and forth action, a lot of close calls. Um, I was really hoping this would end in Jurassic Express winning, but. Uh, I didn't figure it would because it was a dynamite and normally they try not to have the tag titles change hands on dynamite. I say that and I think, well, actually it has almost every time, but um, yeah, I, I didn't figure the elite would drop it when I saw that the entire elite was out there minus Kenny, but I still had that little shimmer of hope that this would be Jurassic Express time. We saw Kenny come out and hit Marco Stone with the chair. I might've popped from that. Uh, myself, uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, we also saw Christian Cage try to come out, and then he, he well, he did come out, and he t- took Omega out. But um, we also saw Christian get beat up after the match. 
um, because the Young Bucks end up winning with the BT trigger and uh, pin Jungle Boy to get the win. Kind of surprising there. I thought they uh, thought they would pin Luchasaurus for the win. Yeah. But uh, then after the match, all of the lead members came in the ring and they're, they beat down Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian. Omega hit uh, Christian with the one-wing angel. Um, then they stood tall in the ring and they left the ring celebrating. Yeah, definitely um, a nice little way to prolong the feud between uh, Kenny and Christian. And as we find out later on, Jungle Express and the Young Bucks. Yep. Yep. uh, Comment here again from TMS underscore FM, FN, excuse me, on YouTube. What CM Punk always wanted was a Royal Rumble win in, in WrestleMania main event. I would be devastated if he doesn't show up Friday, but Vince is a very, very convincing guy. He is, after all, Vince McMahon. That's true. They say uh, once Vince can get you behind those doors, it's hard to say no to the guy. Yep. Um, let's see. The best way to describe Vince McMahon, if you're going up against Vince a lot of times, you've got no chance in hell. Yes, very <laughs> right from his very, entrance music. Very well said, Paul. And uh, TMS underscore FN said, subscribe to our channel. And by the way, I don't know how long he'll be here. It's 3.43 a.m. there. Well, hey, you you do we what you got to do. We, we appreciate you being here, tuning in, subscribing to our channel. We're, uh, we cover uh, Dynamite live every Wednesday after Dynamite airs. So uh, appreciate the sub for sure. And have a good night, and we appreciate the – or good morning, I should say. And, <laughs> and we appreciate the comments. Yes, definitely appreciate any and all comments uh, that the fans leave us during the show, after the show. Uh, we try to get to everybody as we move through the show. We then see Dr. Britt Baker, DMD with Rebel, and Jamie Hayter uh, with Tony Schiavone, and Baker explains why she brought in Hayter, and Hayter challenges Statlander for next week on Dynamite. Yeah. But, but it didn't end up being Statlander. It ends up being Red Velvet. Yeah, there was some some confusion. I was going to talk about this after we got through all this because there's a promo that uh, we'll talk about that happened backstage um, that said it would happen Friday night, and then I saw that it um, was on Wednesday night. Or all the graphics were for Dynamite, even what they were claiming was for Rampage. So... Yeah, I'll get more into that as we go on. TMS underscore FM. I've never watched AW, but I will 1 million percent be watching Friday. I'm a huge, huge CM Punk fan. And I think there'll be other people just like you that have never watched the AW product, but will be tuning in to see Punk appear. And then hopefully AW gets everybody's attention and have you tuning in on Wednesdays and Fridays from then on. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely right there with you, TMS underscore FM. I'm a huge Punk fan have been since his ROH day, so I'm really hoping he shows up Friday night. But sadly, there's still that little piece of me that says, eh, not going to happen. Not until he shows up on your TV screen, huh? Exactly. When Cult of Personality hits or Punk shows up on my screen, then I'll believe it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. We then see Matt Hardy talk about how he beat down uh, Wheeler Yuta. Then Orange Cassidy challenges Matt Hardy. Mm, doesn't do much for me, Paul. No, that is not a match I'm excited about. Orange is another one. A year ago, he was beating Jericho, and now... And he was just in the title picture against Omega. That's a good point. That's a good point. And now he's taking on Matt Hardy. Which, I mean, 
everybody can't be in the big main event storyline feuds. I get that, but right. the the Hardy family office just does nothing for me. I've been an advocate about that on on this podcast over and over again. They just don't do yeah. much for me. And I'm right there with you. Uh, we then saw Shivani. Shivani got a lot of TV time tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he brought out Paul White, and he thanked Paul for saving his son last week. Uh, Paul said it was great to be back in the ring last week. QT Marshall comes out to tell Paul that he forgives him for last week. Marshall says Tony Khan brought Paul White to do commentary, commentary and not go after any AEW championships. Marshall has the production truck show uh, the x-rays from um, Paul White. And White says he spoke to Tony Khan. And he will have a match against QT at All Out. I'm excited for that match. That's the only way they can make me care about a QT Marshall match right now. Exactly. Or a factory match at all. I mean. No, that's true. Paul said it best. Oh, I can sleep better at night knowing that the factory forgives me. It's like, who cares? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, another comment from TMS underscore FN on YouTube. I hope AEW catches my attention wider than Punk. It's a huge opportunity for them to reach the casual viewer because I don't watch WWE apart from RK Bro, and it's a huge opportunity to reach fans. 100% agree. I yep. think there's a lot of wrestling fans starving for an alternative out there, and I think AEW is the perfect one. Yes. I know Paul yeah. and I, that's kind of why we got into AEW. We were both mm-hmm. kind of getting close to losing our – Pro wrestling fandom and, and AEW saved it for us. So yeah, I had become the very casual viewer. Yep. <laughs> More pay per views and the go home shows, and that was about it. And CM Punk's one of those guys. I mean, he hasn't wrestled a match in seven and a half years, and everybody still talks about him. Yep. And, and even if he doesn't show up, they'll be talking about him for another fifteen years. He's he's stayed relevant and is arguably bigger now than he was when he left the WWE back then. So that's yep. kudos to him. And. Yeah, they got to take advantage of that. Absolutely. We then see Jade Cargill and Smart Mark Sterling have a promo. Cargill says she will face Kara Hogan at AEW Rampage, which I kind of hit on earlier in the in the podcast. So that should be good. I want more Jade Cargill on Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, yeah, she uh, definitely has a good product. Um, I mean, she is probably the she looks like most, a million bucks. Yeah. So I, I'm interested in seeing what they do with her going forward. Then see Shivani yet again. <laughs> Backstage interviewing the elite. Don Callis takes microphone away from Shivani, but Shivani takes it right back and says uh, Tony Khan has set up a tag team eliminator match, which we will see the uh, Lucha Bros against the uh, Varsity Blondes Friday night. And then next week we will see um, Private Party versus the Jurassic Express. Give me those two predictions right now, Paul. Um, Varsity Blondes and Jurassic Express. I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind a Lucha Bros Jurassic Express match, though. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't I, seen I Ray Phoenix on TV for a while. That's the thing. I mean, obviously he's cleared he wrestled at AAA Mania. Um, but I don't know. I just, I'm digging the Varsity Blondes. Jurassic Express match. Yeah, if they put the Varsity Blondes over the Lucha Bros, it shows you know, how much confidence they have in them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're this is setting up for because because the winner not only will they face the Bucks at 
all out, the winner of this tag team eliminator tournament, it's in a steel cage. Yes. So the elite won't be able to interfere as easily. I think right. it's leading to Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Lucha Bros Young Bucks in every other type yeah. of match. True. I really hope we don't get them in the steel cage. And that's nothing yeah. against the Lucha Bros. I'm just Lucha Bros Young Bucks. It's getting stale. been there, done that, and and I don't see any way a private party beats Jurassic Express oh, how Lord, they've no. been built. I mean, two years ago they beat the Bucks on one of the fir- on the first Dynamite, but yeah. Don't see that happening. Nope. Or one of the first dynamites, not the first. First um, match of the tag team eliminator. Tournament. Yes. TMS underscore FM. If they give this guy a third summer of punk, though, he's something else. If CM Punk's tease is true, they have obviously told him they're going to build the company around him. Would you say that's right? Um, I think, you know, Punk's been on record for a long time, um, especially when he was doing some negotiating with um ROH, oh, a year or so ago, he did, said to them it wasn't really as much about the money as it was opponents and storylines. Yeah. He's, so, a, he's a big fan of good storylines, good opponents for the fans. So, I mean, I think there is a lot of young talent he wants to work with. I mean, I think Darby's yep. one. Um, I know Will yep. Ospreay over in New Japan's one now with uh, Forbidden Door open. I think in Will Ospreay coming back to New Japan um, over the weekend and saying he's staying in the U.S., I think we could see him pop up on AEW television sooner rather than later. Maybe against John Moxley at All Out. Maybe. Maybe. Is he cleared yet? Yep. Okay. I know he had a neck injury not too long ago. Yep, he's cleared. Um, okay. So we'll see. I, I think Moxley definitely going to face somebody from New Japan. I thought it was going to be uh, Tanahashi. After taking Archer's belt away from him, but I read today where he and um, um, Kota Ibushi are going to have a match on the fourth. So I don't know how he'd be back over here on the fifth. For all I don't that. know, but I don't know. Crazy things have happened. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bucks have been in the Tokyo Dome on Saturday night and back in another match in the Indies on Sunday. So. That was pre-pandemic, Paul. That was pre-pandemic. So this is pandemic, true. This is true. <laughs> pandemic and testing have kind of changed things. So this is true, <laughs> uh, especially with the news from Chicago, which we'll talk about towards yeah. the end of the show. Uh, we see Taz in the ring, and he introduces his son Hook and Ricky Stark. Stark says he wants to talk man to man with Brian Cage. They go to another camera shot. Brian Cage is laid out after being attacked by Powerhouse Hobbs, but Cage gets up and starts fighting in the back. Starks and uh, Team Taz retreats to the back. Yeah, I thought we were getting a match, and we didn't get anything. You know, I was I was a little disappointed in this. I don't know if it was the camera at work or what, but the crowd didn't pop with Hobbs being back. Because they're tired of the story. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, Hobbs was getting some good cheers, even with Team Taz, and then he took his briefment from... AEW and comes back and it was I I don't know I just didn't like the way it was done it was like a slow pan up on him like it was trying to be all mysterious and it didn't work yeah got another comment here from TMS underscore FN it's weird though I don't know if either have you guys noticed yourselves but recently WWE have uploaded CM Punk matches and 
referenced him and they played cult of personality at NXT, they could be toying with him. Yeah, uh, it's not the first time they've done that. A um, couple years back, Punk said something about possibly wrestling again, or it was leaked that he was going to or something. And the very next week, a video was uploaded to social media from somebody who was at a pre-show for Raw or NXT or something. And Cult of Personality was blaring throughout the whole uh, arena. Yeah, and, and no company owns the rights of cult personality, so right. anybody can play it as long as they get the permission or or pay for it. So, right, which uh, Living Color has followed AEW and Tony. Khan, they have. But... I don't think that's just by coincidence. So. No. We then see a pack challenge uh, Andrade El Idolo to a match at All Out, and they pretty much Chavo and Andre and and his other assistant hand pack a huge stack of papers and said, "Here's his stipulations." Yeah, weird little segment. Uh, go ahead. I got to admit, I thought we were going to get a guy coming in with styling and profiling and wooing all over the place during that segment. So did I, especially after his AAA appearance. Mm -hmm. But of course, rumor has it, and I didn't watch, and uh, I, I've seen all over social media that he wasn't the only person by that last name who was at that pay-per-view. She was backstage. Um, she got cleared by the WWE months in advance to be there. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think I think um, rumor has it from uh, Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful and, and their sources that and and, and Meltzer too, Wrestling Observer that uh, Flair's locked uh, AEW eventually. So we will see. Yeah, and the only problem is I think they've got to wait. Otherwise, it's just going to overshadow. Chavo being there. Right. Maybe it's too bad they couldn't have found out earlier. Maybe they wouldn't have brought Chavo in. So Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of where they're at in this is now they're kind of stuck with Chavo. So what do they do when they bring Flair in? It's then a, right, right around 930 on the program. So that is the weekly women's match. Um, it's Penelope Ford versus Thunder Rosa. Um, Thunder Rosa's first dynamite match since uh, being officially all elite. Uh, Thunder Rosa gets the pin as um, she makes Penelope Ford tap out with a rear naked chokehold. Thoughts on this match, Paul? Um, I wasn't as into it as I was hoping. <laughs> Me neither. This is the one match that kind of lost my attention. Yeah, I'm a Thunder Rosa fan, but I mean, I know it was darker elevation where Penelope attacked somebody and Thunder came in for the save, but it just seemed again too rushed yeah so although i gotta say she hit that uh drop kick when penelope was up against the ropes and i mean it looked i give penelope props because she looked like a ragdoll there for half a second she's getting better yeah she is that's definitely for sure a, she's really improved definitely a lot better since her and kip have gotten together than when she was with uh joey janela no offense to joey janela. <laughs> who's now a heel i think there. we mentioned that last week but yes uh, we think a clip of Malachi Black's debut back at Fighter Fest and kicking Arn Anderson in the head and Cody Rhodes in the head. Then we see Arn and his son Brock Anderson, and Arn cuts a promo and says that Malachi Black will face his son Brock Anderson next week on Dynamite. But uh, Arn was looking like he didn't want Brock to take him on, but Brock really doesn't care whether his dad thinks he's going to do it, and Brock will probably get squashed in about a minute. And I swear to you. As he to should. You, as he yes. should. And I swear to you, I thought Arn said Friday. 
I mean, I I thought he said Friday for that, but then it was promoted for Wednesday. So the graphics next week. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, he does use black mass, but I believe they're calling it something else. Yeah, a little bit of a different name, but uh, it is still the same devastating blow to the head. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still, I mean, he's, they're going to use him the way WWE should have used him. Oh, and they, and they already have, in my opinion. And TMS underscore FN also has another comment here that I missed um, regarding Punk. If he doesn't show up in his hometown in that building after everything, they're going to tear that building down. It's going to be interesting if he just doesn't quite show up. Oh, I I was saying before Paul and I got on air, if he doesn't show up Friday night, Tony Khan might need to head north <laughs> of the border for a little bit. Or maybe south. Uh, I'm not sure which way he should go, but he definitely should get out of Dodge for a while. Uh, we then we, we see get a promo from Miro, and he tells uh, Eddie Kingston that he wants to talk. Yeah. Interesting if they're going that direction for a, for a TNT title feud. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's just Miro wanting... I think, in a sense, Miro is going after matches he's wanted that he couldn't have before. But, well, I mean, we're two weeks this Sunday away from All Out, and we don't have a TNT title feud set up yet. So if he wants to talk, I think that's the direction they're probably going. And if that's the case, that needs to be one of the promos on Friday to get it set up, get it started. Otherwise, it's going to feel way too rushed. Yep. We then see John Moxley cut a pro, pro promo talking about everyone is going to AEW wants to come after him. He talks about Omega, Adam Hangman Page, Christian Cage. He says he was at the top of the food chain. He carried the company during uncertain times, empty arenas, etc. Um, he says if Daniel Garcia wants to take him on the main event, he'll take him on. So that's Friday's main event at Rampage from the United Center in the first dance. Yep. Then we got the main event tonight. It was the fifth labor of Jericho. Um, Jericho against MJF. Jericho with no Judas entrance music and no could not use the Judas effect. That didn't stop the crowd from absolutely belting the song, <laughs> helping him get to the ring. That was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. They got uh, a little uh, off at one point. Uh, half of them continued on when they and forgot a whole verse, but we got back to it and we got it all smoothed out. Fun match uh, back and forth here. There's a spot towards the end. MGF's um, got the uh, diamond ring, and Jericho's got Floyd. Aubrey Edwards catches MGF with the diamond ring, takes away from him. Jericho hits uh, MGF in the midsection with Floyd. Uh, then he's about to go for the juice effect, but hesitates. We realizes he couldn't use it. MGF takes advantage of that and hits Jericho with the juice effect. Um, MGF has uh, Jericho in the in the in his arm bar, I think it was salt to the earth. He calls it. Yep. And then Jericho tries to reverse it for a quick roll up, couldn't do it. MGF locks it in deeper. And one of the rare times I've ever seen Chris Jericho taps out. I know that is a very rare sight. Um, I had to watch the replay to make sure I saw what I saw because it is so rare. MJF celebrating and Jericho's lying in the ring selling the pain on the sh after the show goes off the air. So not only does MJF beat Jericho for a third time, Paul, he does it clean. clean. I know. Clean. I know. This is crazy. I expected Wardlow. I, you know, I expected something. It just shows you what the company thinks of MJF. I thought, I think it's the right decision. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I agree. Do. 
But I thought how the story was progressing, I thought Jericho was going to beat him. Yeah. And didn't. So. Yeah, I seriously thought Jericho was going to win this. MJF was going to cut a promo next Wednesday that said, no, this isn't how it ends. You, me, your career, all out. TMS underscore FN on YouTube wants to remind us about WrestleMania 28. Yeah, CM Punk did make Jericho tap out there or yes. beat him. I think he made him tap out, if my memory serves me correctly. If not, he beat him. It was that. It was oh. a good feud when Jericho yeah, was that, uh, up. Uh, best in the world and best at what I do feud. Yeah, and it was the, he brought up the uh, Punk being straight edge and his dad to get Punk to give in to drinking yep. alcohol. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah, that was a, a good match in the show tonight. Um, I don't know what's next for those two guys. It really seems to me they're ending these pinnacle um, inner circle feuds aside from FTR and Proud and Powerful because Cash Wheeler's out with an injury. Right. So I don't know what's next for these guys. I mean, I think Jericho takes some time off. I think he does. I think he'll end up touring with Fozzie because they and do doing have, commentary on Rampage. Yep, they do have a lot of overseas tour set for Fozzie coming up here. Uh, October, November, I believe. Yeah. yeah. If they can still happen by then. I right. Don't know. Yeah. Right. We'll see. We'll see. But um, I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a setup for Sammy to take on MJF in a I'm not going to let you get away with this type of match. It could be. It's it's. It's interesting. I mean, like I keep saying, we're about two weeks away from All Out, and there's a lot of stories not complete. I know. Not even yeah. really started. So I know. I think we'll see what happens. I think they had a plan for a lot of things, and, and then the possible arrival of not one but two talents kind of threw a curveball for everything. I still want to know when we're going to get the other talent. We focus so much on. I think, so that's, I think that's. I think that's Grand Slam, Paul. I, you know, remember because it came out and everybody's saying Grand Slam, and I've heard nothing else besides that. So I know it, it would make sense. It allows us to uh, deal with the punk. Yeah, you don't want them too close together. Right. Uh, TMS underscore FN says he really liked Jericho at the time around 2012. He really thinks that storyline just really clashed well. Haven't seen him recently, but I imagine he's different than WWE. Oh, yeah, he's. He's transformed his character multiple times since then. Oh, yeah. Definitely um, definitely a good one. This time next week, I'll be able to discuss AW2, hopefully, if all goes well Friday. But for now, I know nothing, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Hey, no, no hey, problem no at all. Worries. We're just glad you're uh, making conversation and tuning in. We appreciate it. We know yeah. it's, it's late on your side of the world. So. Absolutely. And, or early, uh, early on your uh, side of the world, I should say. Early. Well, you know, it, it depends. Maybe... I mean, who's not to say he's been up all night? That's true. All right, but, Paul, uh, uh, give the rating a show from 0 to 10 and tell me who your wrestler of the night is, please. All righty. Um, I'm going with a 6.5. Ooh, that's lower than I thought. It is. It is. Way lower but, than I thought. <laughs> it was a solid show, but the production got me this week. Um there were times, I mean, we were talking about matches that were going to debut or be on Rampage, ended up being on Dynamite. We got matches on Dynamite that ended up being on Rampage. Um, <laughs> see, I didn't really notice that until you're explaining to me. I'm, I might have to go back and watch now to see how bad it got screwed up. 
And I might have completely, completely missed it and screwed this all up. And I'm okay with that if that's the case. But I swear there were some things that were set to be on Friday that ended up next week. But I could be wrong. I'm going higher than my grades usual. You know, I've been seven, seven, I'm going eight because I thought the action in the ring tonight. Now the women's match kind of lost me for a little bit, but I thought the rest was great tonight. I thought it was action packed. I'm looking forward to the three matches on Friday. Of course, uh, well, we hope it's a big CM Punk debut on Friday. I mean, I don't remember the last time I've looked forward to a Friday night wrestling show like this in years. Um, yeah. So I'm going with Nate. I, I really enjoyed the Sting Darby match to begin with. I enjoyed Sammy Spears. I enjoyed the tag match and the main event. I, I enjoyed all the matches and the women's match was so soft for me. The matches were great. It was the production for me. Uh, like I was saying, there was, there was a lot of, background noise during the elite interview that I just couldn't yep. get over. I thought there was somebody else coming in that was going to challenge the Bucks, and I nobody was ever there. It wasn't any of the guys in the background making noise. So where did this sound come from? And I should say, I meant to mention this earlier, when they're backstage with the elite, Kenny Omega's shirt said Chick Magnet on it. Yeah. And a week or two prior, he had Cookie Monster. On a shirt. So a lot of Easter eggs with the abbreviation CM there. Hmm. Yeah. Also, though, let's not forget there's a pretty good heel from Cleveland that used to call himself the Chick Magnet. That yeah. CM Punk demolished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, at one, one time, CM Punk said that's what CM stood for. Chick yes. Magnet. So. And at one point, it was Cookie Monster. Yep. So... I mean, I'm telling you, AEW wouldn't do all this just to troll their fans. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Sammy might. <laughs> yeah. You know, with his, his whole new uh, The Champ Is Here shirt, and it's the Sammy Vlog title. Yes. Instead of uh, the WWE Championship. <laughs> uh, TMS underscore FN says on AEW Snapchat story the other day, they took a picture of Luke Gallows and put his clobbering time. How much closer could he get? Yeah. Yep. They're doing a lot of teases. I don't think, yeah. I mean, they yeah. they know they don't like to mess with their fans' intelligence like the WWE does. So, right. And uh, let's not forget, Luke Gallows does have a tie-in with Punk, as Straight Luke Gallows Society. debuted as Festus, and then the uh, Straight Edge Society saved him from his family's drugging medication that made him snap to violence when the bell rang. Well, and you remember the woman, Deeb, who's now yep. AW. Who uh, released a shirt that said uh, the best women's wrestler in the world? Yep. Yep. So. We will see. We will see Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, the first dance from the United Center AW Rampage. But who's your wrestler of the night tonight, Paul? You're going to be surprised by this. Am I? MJF. That doesn't surprise me. Really? Yeah, I mean, he got a big win, his third win over Jericho tonight. Yep, clean? but I, it was because it was clean. clean. That's what it was. There was no interference. He didn't get to use the diamond ring. Yeah, he used the Judas effect, but big whoop. But <laughs> <laughs> overall, I mean, he showed that he can wrestle, and I got to back him for that. He wins big matches. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I was going to go with Sting. 
because he looked awesome tonight. First match in TNT in 20 years. But I'm going to go with Sammy Guevara. Gets a big win over Spears. Closes that chapter of rivalry. Gets engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Pam, tonight in his hometown of Houston, Texas. It's Sammy night tonight. So Sammy was my pick until MJF won clean. I got to tell you, that's, that's what did it for me. So. Got a couple more comments here from TMS underscore FN. I completely forgot about that time, Paul. Makes it even more interesting. I'm sure Tony Khan isn't that stupid to not do this after everything. There's always that sailing in wrestling, and it's always true. Everyone comes back at some point. Yep. And never say never. Yeah, when Punk left, he always said, never say never. Yep. Until him and Vince got into their you know legal battles, and then it was, I'm never wrestling again. Well, I thought when he was on that backstage show on Fox, um, I thought that was going to lead to something that never did. So, Exactly. I think exactly. he knows the timing's right now if he wants that big payday. Um, the timing's right now to cash in on it. So. Yep. Yep. Final thoughts for the show. Fun show. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, the thing I like with crowds back at AEW is the, it's just different, a different look every week. And I enjoy that because the arenas are different. You know, we just got so used to Daly's Place for a year and a half. Just nice to get a different look. I'm excited to see what the Milwaukee crowd looks like next week. It's going to be fun. And then, then, of course, we get Chicago. And I hope after all these Chicago shows, they take a little break from Chicago. Maybe when Revolution comes around in February, they don't run it in Chicago. Because even though it's one of the hottest markets in the U.S., I think – it could get a little watered down if you do it too much. Yes. Yeah, I think they need to go back to, you know, once a year, and that'd be that. Do all out there every year, do the Thanksgiving episode there. But but I, I do yeah. like running a show in the United Center. I mean, that's going to be awesome. The United Center's a great venue for stuff. So um, looking forward to a Friday night. Can't wait for 10 o'clock. I hope Cult of Personality comes on at 10.01 Eastern time and blows the freaking roof off the place. Yep. Yep, and uh, I, I completely agree with you from start to finish in your statement there with your final thoughts. Uh, I am definitely looking forward to seeing AEW at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got one comment here real quick uh, from TMS. Uh, and Once again, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Tony won him at first. AEW didn't prove themselves, and from everything I've heard, even Jim Cornette saying, I really think AEW made – have just had proved themselves to punk not like they needed to. No, I, I think I agree with that. I think they they hadn't proved themselves when they first were interested in him in 2019. So exactly. now I have. And he hopes AJ Lee comes back. She would come back as AJ Mendez, though, wouldn't she? Yeah, she would. But uh, she would. She, she'd be a great addition to the women's roster if she's interested. I have not read anything if she's interested in getting back in professional wrestling or not. So Nope. Haven't seen any real talk around AJ. Uh, if she does anything, maybe it would be as Mendez, or maybe she'd flip the script and go, you know, AJ Brooks. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So never know. Anything can happen. It's anything pro wrestling. Yes, sir. So, uh, with that said, be sure to uh, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com and get your kicking out podcast gear. Uh, you uploaded a new design. Yeah, we got a new design, two different colors. Um, it's the KOP logo, but also has the wording kicking out podcast and the established 2021 on it. You can get that in uh, a white t-shirt or a gray t-shirt. So yes, for now, maybe, for maybe now. some more colors will be added, some more designs. Just get on the lookouts. Whenever I get some time and have something come to my mind, I kind of 
get messing around with it. So, and to answer your question there, TMS, I did see the Ruby Riot stuff. Paul and I both did. Oh yeah, uh, Ru- Ruby Soho as she's going as now, and uh, yeah, I'm thinking the Grand Slam. If not before then, um, we'll see her pop up because I think she is AW bound. So, oh we yeah. Will we Even there's a lot of rumors that she is, so she's yep. another one of them. She'd be a great fit in the company. 100%. Loving the new look with yep. the, the full head of hair, not the yep. half shave, but that's just me. Yep, she'd be a good addition to the women's roster, that's for sure. So, Yep, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all forms of social media at Kicking Out Pod, follow Tanner Lee, and of course, be sure to follow myself, Paul Zartman. At nine two or at Paul Zartman nine two one on social media Tanner Lee's at Tanner Lee nine two. Um, so I got one thing Tanner mm-hmm. before we wrap up the show here. Okay, we're two weeks away from this being defended, the kicking out podcast predictions championship, and I got to tell you, you can try all you want. It's staying here. There is no way, no way. You could get this. I mean, there's a very, very slim chance of that happening, and I'll never say never. But I got to say, I defended it once, and you couldn't get it. Of course, I came down to points, but this time, we're going to get it right. I'll, I'll leave you with that thought. I'll have a rebuttal next week. Looking forward to it. <laughs>